Well, there go the lights, and it is time for Radio Ignite Live. Today we're talking about tech. Love talking about tech. It's one of my favorite things in the world. All right, so <clears throat> it's funny because um, if it weren't for tech, I don't know that I'd show up on time for this every day because I was actually working on something again today, and my lights went off, which means that uh, it's time to start. And that's what triggered my awareness of the show. That's pretty cool. Buzzing and um, all kinds of different things go on whenever this happens. So, all right. So I am excited. Uh, I've got an update for Evernote, but I don't think I'm going to apply it right now because I need Evernote to do my show. So I'm going to start off by talking about um, the iPhone just a little bit, only because there's a little bit of confusion between the different iPhones out there. And the, the truth is the eight is the last one with the button. It's a great phone. It's got a lot of features. It's fast. The 10 S or X S 10 S is the top of the line. And then there's the max 10 S max, which is just a bigger version. Cameras different between them. Usually you have more room in, in the Mac, so you get some surprises there. But truth be told, the, the 10s is big enough for me. I can't even imagine going Max. I, I used to go for the larger one, but they, they have so much screen real estate properly used nowadays that it just doesn't make sense. So the big question is 10s versus the 10R. And the 10s and the 10R are relatively the same device for most people you would never know the difference. Now, that's, there's, there's a slight difference in terms of the cameras, okay? So that's important. There is a slight difference. Well, there's not just a slight difference, but there's a pretty reasonable difference in terms of the screen itself. And what's really more important about the screen itself is it's really about the... Quality is one aspect of it, okay? So that is important. But if you really look at the features that the screen might affect, and I'm going to bring up, I can't show it to you guys right now, but I'm going to show, I'm going to compare them real quick. So the big thing is the, if you have a 10s or if you've had an 8 and you know uh, how that thing works, so you've got... Hang on just a quick second. I want to see something. Okay. So the, the really cool thing is the, the display itself, the, the force touch, the, the ability to push down on the screen and have multiple um, things occur. That's one aspect of it. Uh, with the, the S, the 3D touch feature exists. It also exists on the 8, oddly enough. I, I, I it's odd that they went and took that out in the, in the 10R, but it only tells me that it's likely that people don't use it. I like it. I, I like it a lot. Like for example, when I want to add a lead to Insightly, I can hold down, push a little harder and it pops up and it says add lead. I like that feature. I could live without it. I don't think I can live without it on my trackpad or my MacBook uh, because those have it also 3D touch, but that is gone. So just know that. Okay. Now, Interestingly enough, the, uh, the screen on the 10S is OLED, which is just 
unbelievable with a resolution of 2436 by 1125. And it's just more um, dots and, and closer together. And the contrast ratio is a million to one versus 1400 to one. So the screens are different. And if you've ever had a 10S and then you had to go back to something else, you're probably going to be bummed. That is the biggest issue. So you've got the 3D touch and you've got a brilliant screen. Now, the 10R has a slightly bigger screen. I don't know that you'd notice it. It goes from 5.8 to 6.1. And it's IPS and said IPS LCD, which is, is slightly different than the OLED technology. And it, it just doesn't have the same uh, oomph that the, the 10S does. Now, I, in front of me is an um, iMac Pro. And on the wings, as I call them, because I actually fly a plane on this thing, I've got two of the uh, LG ultra-fine, uh, the 22-inch ones, not the, not the big one, because I actually, I actually downsized from 28-inch wings because I couldn't see over them. I couldn't see my kids walking in. It was kind of a bummer. But um, the screens on the right and the left are really super high quality. I mean, they're like the best, but they're just an inch below the iMac in terms of clarity and brightness and sharpness the imac screen is amazing now we're we're rumor is that there's a and I, and I don't think it's a rumor i think it's it's a slam dunk that there's going to be a new display possibly more than 5k that's coming out um with the announcement that's coming up soon um i believe in june at the uh developers conference and when that does hit it's because they're likely to announce and replace the Mac Pro, which is the trash can that you connect to a monitor, the high end, I've got one. It sits in, and acts as a server on my network now because my iMac Pro is so much faster. And the display that it's connected to is the Mac display, um, is the Thunderbolt display, Thunderbolt 2 ports and what have you, and it's 2K. This one's 5K. And I run it at about 3.5K, meaning my screen is super, super tight. I can see. Uh, a lot more on my screen, but that doesn't necessarily mean I can see it as well. It's clear, but everything's smaller. And the idea is you can fit multiple spreadsheets and applications on the same desktop. Now, if you're a Mac user, you can slide back and forth and create workspaces and what have you. And, and that's really cool as they're called desktops. Um, and Windows has something like that too. But that's really not the, the key is you, you just have to start with a good screen. And I really want to say this, folks, and I want you to take this into account. If you're building a business and you're trucking and you're building and you're growing and you really want to see yourself be successful, please tell me you've got a great chair and a great environment and a, a machine that's at least faster than you and input devices that you can use really, really well and, and, and just performance. I mean, if you wait for your computer, get a faster one. If your, your keyboard is mushy and you make a lot of mistakes, get a different one. Now I'm gonna switch gears and talk a little bit about keyboards because I'm gonna tell you right now, there's a, there's a problem with keyboards today. And that is back in the day when IBM made keyboards and they made the PS2 and the, the Selectric typewriters, they made audible chirp, clickety-clack mechanical keyboards that actually helped you type. And ever since they stopped making these things, which if you dropped on yourself, you'd hurt yourself, you'd bruise yourself. They were super heavy. You could pour a drink over it and it would pour right out because they were designed to do that. Try that with your MacBook. Actually, supposedly you could do it now with the new butterfly, but we'll see. I just got mine replaced, so you know, uh, on the 2016 MacBook Pro, which they honor for everybody who's got problems with their keyboard, 
you just take it in, they give you a brand new keyboard, you'll get a new trackpad as well. Um, and probably a battery because it's all connected and it's all free. It takes about five to seven days. If you have one MacBook uh, of any kind that has a keyboard problem, uh, take it into Apple under the keyboard replacement program. So regular keyboards though, I use the Logitech 811. It's the only keyboard out there that is the 60% size. I don't want a 10 key or the full size keyboard. It doesn't mean I don't want it. It just means I don't want it on the keyboard because I need to be able to put my devices in different areas because I use a trackpad exclusively on the right. If I was left-handed, keyboards would be awesome for me because then they would all fit my uh, my layout. I wish they made left and right keyboards so that you could have your trackpad on the right and the uh, number keys on the left. If that was the case, then I would have my craft keyboard up here and be the happiest guy in town. I can't really flip the thing over. So the Logitech craft keyboard, it is just gorgeous. It's gorgeous. The keys are magnificent. It has wonderful responsiveness. It kind of reminds me of the old IBM keyboard, which today, if you look at the Apple keyboard, I think it's just gross. I think, I mean, it's not, it's kind of cool. It's nice that it's aluminum. It's got a little bit of weight to it, so it doesn't slide around that much, but <clears throat> I'm just not a big fan of it. It's very basic. Uh, I have the one that came with the iMac Pro with the, with the number keypad, eh. But as far as like Windows keyboards go, the Craft is, is cross-platform. Man, it's a $200 keyboard, but it is phenomenal. And it's got all kinds of cool bells and whistles that are very useful. I just can't get my trackpad to the right of a device that big. Now, uh, I think from Googling that the Logitech 811 has been discontinued. It's certainly out of stock. There's talk about discontinued. And if that's the case, I'm hoping that Logitech is going to come out with a Craft 2. And if they do come out with a Craft 2, I'm hoping they come out with a 60 percenter. Because if the 811 is gone, which is a 60 percent keyboard, and they come out with, and, and it's gone, right? And there's talk of a Craft 2, and the Craft is so successful and such a beautiful product, I'm hoping they see that the 811 needs to become that same thing. So I hope the 911 uh, will become, I hope they don't call it that. Uh, but I but I hope when it does come out, I hope it's that keyboard. It's the best keyboard I've ever used. There are lots of different types of mechanical keyboards out there, and they have different types of switches. Many of them use the switches, the, the, the keys that you can buy from various places and assemble them. So most of them don't make their own keys. You'd be surprised at how many things are OEM'd. You know the, the, the visors in your car? Did you know that they're pretty much made by the same company, no matter what model car you have? The visors in your car, doesn't matter if it's a Range Rover or a Toyota, a pickup or a Cadillac, it doesn't matter. They're, they all come from the same place, almost all of them, at least they did at one point. And, and that's the thing, you know, they buy a lot of these parts. All of these planes that, that fly, you know, the, the 737 MAX uh, that, that has had its issues with the software and crashing, two crashes, brand new planes. Well, I mean, they're either Pratt & Whitney, Rolls-Royce, or GE engines. There's a few others. Uh, the Russians have their own for their, their uh, Tupolovs and their, their um, oh, what's the other one? There's a couple. They have a couple of different ones. The, the Antonov uh, line of, of uh, planes. Anyhow, they have, they have their own, but they also use the GE. Anyhow, that's very important because when you buy things, oftentimes what you're buying you could get a, a camera, but it might have, you know, and it could be a, a, a brand, and, but it has a Sony lens or it has a Sony mirror or it has a Carl Storrs component or it has a, a Nikon piece 
or, you know, so a lot of things are built by certain companies. Like for example, the, the screen on your, your iMac, I'm sorry, your screen on your iPhone could very easily be made by somebody else. Well, it is, it's in this case, I believe, um, LG. Okay. So now let's talk a little bit about Sonos. Sonos is absolutely my favorite gadget. Uh, I have them all over. I have the new Sonos amp in my living room, very loud, connects with a sub. That's another Sonos product. The two of them are wireless connected together. And the wireless uh, connection between those devices and the rest of the network, but I have wired speakers connected to the amp. So the amp takes the music and spreads it throughout from one to the next, but then takes the music from its device, amplifies it to 100 and I think it's 125 or 150 uh, watts out to two nice speakers that it connects to physically with wires. You can also get like the Play 5 or the Play 1s, um, which are in fact completely wireless and they can be stereo or quad and be synced up as a right and a left, all wirelessly self-powered. So there's no power device plus dumb speakers. They're all in one single speaker. You can use them as one at a time or both as a left and a right or a surround sound or whatever you want. There's also the play bass and, and the beam and all these other ones that uh, the play bar that are great for 5.1, listening to music, connecting to your television and all that type of stuff. The beauty of Sonos, so I'll give you a great example. Yesterday, my daughter is listening to Spotify while she's hitting hockey pucks in the garage. And while she's hitting hockey pucks, she's listening to Spotify on her phone. I'm like, why don't you turn on the Sonos? There's a Sonos in there for you. Oh, how do I get my music onto the Sonos? And I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting because the new Sonos allow you to do that. But why would you? Why wouldn't you just launch the Sonos app and play the music through Sonos? And she's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I said, and not only that, but you can have, we can add your Spotify account to Sonos so that you have your lists and don't affect ours. Jackson has his, I have mine. I can see them all. He can see his, you can see yours and so on. And she said, um, she said, what do you mean? I said, well, download the Sonos app. She did. Okay, go ahead, run it. She said, well, it's saying create a new network or connect to an existing one. I said, well, you're 10. You figure that out. And she responded with connect to an existing one. She said, okay, it found them all. Oh, cool. So now what do I do? I said, go to add music services. And she fumbled around and she found it in settings. And she, and she said, what, add Spotify? I said, yes. And she said, it's, it's asking me to add Audrey's account, my account. I said, okay, what do you think you should do? So the point is a 10-year-old figured this out on her own, which is great. And she continued on. Now, the mistake she made after that is she started playing music everywhere. She didn't get it. I said, Audrey, you have to select the room or group rooms. Do you want garage and kitchen? Do you want garage, bedroom, kitchen, outside? You want just garage? And she said, I just want garage. I said, thank you. I'm going to go back to work now. So she found just garage, browsed for her music, found her Spotify playlist, and some awful rap music started to play. So <clears throat> that is how Sonos works. And you can play a song into the garage, a different song in my office, a different song in every single zone. You can have different volumes in every single zone. You can have the same song in a group of zones, two different zones, three different zones, or all of them all at once. Hit party mode as it used to be called or all, and it groups all the zones and all this, the, the zones start playing the same song. If you choose to, if you're having a, a dinner party, we did it for the wedding. Uh, when the DJ wasn't playing, it was awesome. And then you can adjust the volume in different rooms accordingly, all from your, your mobile device. 
and you can do it. They do have apps for, for the Mac and I'm sure Windows. But um, anyhow, at the end of the day, Sonos is a lot of fun. So let's move on and let's talk a little bit about probably my most favorite device I've ever owned. I know it seems kind of silly, but I love my Ember mug. Now, what is an Ember mug? Now, first, let me explain to you what it is not an Ember mug. I would take a cup of coffee. For, okay, so I'm just going to say it straight up. I've got a lot of the coffee uh, travel cups that you could put a cap on and they stay hot all day. For some reason, every time I drink out of those, the smell, the, 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 the way it hits my lips, the, the Starbucks cups are good. The plastic ones, not so much as, as the thin plastic disposable ones from Starbucks. I don't know what it is about. They figured out the, the science of sippy cups. But most of these other ones, it either splashes or it spills or it, it, it kind of hiccups or burps or whatever. I just don't love it. So I like a coffee mug. However, my coffee is always cold. I'm on the radio right now. My coffee's sitting here. It's going to get cold. I'll go make another cup. Well, I buy expensive coffee. I don't want to have to do that. So I bought the Mr. Coffee coffee base and I put my mug on top of it and it would keep my coffee warm. Usually too warm and I had no way to control that. And the worst part, I don't know how this is even legal. It shocks me. It had no auto shut off. I would wake up in the morning and my coffee would be glued to the bottom, completely gone, evaporated, and, and the, the solids would be glued to the bottom of the cup. Come on, we can do better. Well, Ember realized that and Ember created a mug. They have a travel, they have a coffee cup, and now they have a larger coffee cup. It sits on a base and charges overnight. You pour your coffee into it. You have an app that connects to it and you tell the app what your desired temperature is, which is genius. And it lasts for about an hour. So you get an extra hour. Now, if you put a base down where that former Mr. Coffee heat station was, whatever it's called, you can, it'll continue to, to charge and keep it steady and warm. And that's what I do. I have a base at my desk and I just ordered a base for the kitchen because when you wash it each night, and it's ceramic, by the way, beautiful, beautiful device. It feels good. It, it works right. It's thin. It's, uh, it's awesome. Uh, so the coffee doesn't spill on your face. And, you know, you never get any drip down on your keyboard. It's just, you know, that's the key to a, a thin quality mug. And so they've really got it figured out and it just works great. So people complain that it doesn't stay uh, long enough. The larger one I'm guessing does, uh, but I've never had a problem with it because I put it on the base. I don't even often charge it at night. I just grab my coffee and I pour it and then I set it in the base and it kind of charges and keeps it warm while I'm there. And then when I walk away, I get a good 20 minutes, half hour before it turns off. What a wonderful, wonderful device. Okay. So lastly, I'll just briefly touch base on her. Good morning, Alexa. How are you today? Alexa, how are you today? I'm feeling super productive. Okay. I've set a gazillion timers, and now I'm brushing up on my Klingon. Oh, she's getting sassy. Uh, anyhow. I am a huge fan of these types of devices. I think it's only a matter of time before we'll be able to say 
uh, tea Earl Grey hot and it comes out. I'm kind of looking forward to that. I have a Miele coffee machine that you just push a button on. It would be neat to walk up and say to it, hey, Miele, make me a cappuccino uh, wet with uh, non-fat milk. And it just does the magic in front of you that you used to program or push buttons for. That's just neat. It's just neat. It's neat in a lot of ways. Uh, I love being able to walk up to something and turn on lights and turn off lights and lock doors. And, and now you can even unlock doors with passcodes. And there's all kinds of cool things that you can do uh, with your voice that really makes life easy, like dictating or adding notes. Or as you know, I often add things to my grocery list uh, through this device. It's just, in, in fact, um, Alexa, add hummus individual cups to the grocery list. I've added hummus individual cups to grocery. I just noticed this morning when, when I packed my son's lunch that we were out of that. And the beauty of it is when that happened, I could have tried to do that then and I didn't think to. Uh, because when you're standing in the refrigerator and looking, that's the time when you say, oh, we're out of milk and you just say it and she adds it. And we learned yesterday that, well, here, I'll do it again for you. Alexa, add hummus individual cups to grocery. You already have hummus individual cups on grocery. Would you like to add hummus individual cups again? No, thank you. Okay. So that's pretty neat. Um, she now is smart and she's getting smarter. There's lots of things you can do with it. And, you know, as I expanded uh, my day after my show yesterday and, and, and talking about some of these things, and then today I went and built something really neat and I want you to go check it out. Go to 74systems.com and click on the big red button in the middle that says uh, try the uh, Ignite System Evaluation Tool. It's a new automated, bot-driven, artificially intelligent, however, programmed by me. It's yesterday's show. You can go listen to that show uh, at radioignite.com or any of the podcast services. But go to the website 74systems and go through that and see it work and start thinking about how you could use that for onboarding, for client information gathering, for document uploading, for just about anything, for closing leads, for what I'm using it for, as you'll see. And this is just scratching the surface of the potential of technology, something that I truly hold close in my heart because I believe that we can affect change. We can save lives. We can do so much if we can figure out technology and make sure we manage it properly and keep it in the right hands. My name is Eric Greenspan. This is Radio Ignite Live. Catch us every weekday at 9 a.m. right here, Pacific time that is. And I look forward to our next discussion.